Hero's Hunter's Lover, Chapter 2. Are you crazy? The day had kept you so busy, you were unsure if you would have time for a lunch break. You were finally on the 8th floor, meeting servicing older people, just to make sure that they were comfortable and you would record their current information. Only three more hours and hopefully you would be able to leave. It's not like you didn't like your job, it's just extremely tiring and it took quite an emotional toll anytime someone passed away. It truly wasn't the career that you actually wanted, but it was one of the full opportunities. You smiled and made a chit chat with the seniors as you jolted down their vitals. The money wasn't the greatest either, at least for the time we were spending, but it was better than a hell of a lot of people around you, and that had to stand for something. So what if you often work? 8 to 10, sometimes 12 hours in a day, and we're kind of on call in any case of emergency. Sometimes it felt like you could barely have time for yourself, but the work itself was rewarding. You had considered transferring, maybe to a smaller doctor's office or a little clinic where the hours would be a little bit more steady. The day had dragged on and you couldn't wait to go home and just take a nice hot shower. Your phone vibrates and after a few minutes, you were able to look into it. Hey Joanna, come meet me at the J5 station. I'll be there around 8ish. Be comfy and wear sneakers. Also, any kind of sandwiches that you like? You read the text messages unsure of what to do. Should you even bother with him? You know what? Why was he bothering you? What did he actually want? Uh, maybe he was just lonely? You consider the possibility. Or maybe he really did want to make it up to you? Shivers traveled up your spine, up and down your arms like sparks. You didn't actually have to go. You didn't even really need to respond. What would you do instead? Go out to eat? Watch a movie alone? Bother one of your friends? Ugh, life just seems so hard. What were you even thinking about? You chastise yourself. If he's a bad guy, and which he kinda is because he said it to your face, and clearly his audacity like no other, but he does have boundaries. You counter your negative side. He apologized and admitted he was wrong and even offered punishment for his actions. Not something you saw every day. Your stomach growled, overturning with emotion and hunger. Fuck it, you whisper. You texted him back the sandwich you wanted, along with your favorite tea. You didn't actually agree to the message implying it, and that should be good enough for him. Got it. I'll go buy some snacks too. Have fun at work. It was short and simple, but it made you smile. Ugh, what the fuck is going on with me? You questioned your sanity, but it was time to keep working with only two hours left. 
You ran out the front door. You've been working for an extra hour and a half. And you'd be damned if you stay for another two minutes more. You managed to take off your scrubs. You hadn't considered the whole outfit change as you ran home. Rummaging to your closet and you settled on a pair of black ripped jeans and a light pink crop sweatshirt. Slipping on the black sneakers and the mini backpack, you were off again. Anxiety to cold. But your mind was made, slipping in a switchblade into the pocket. And for added measure, a box cutter to your back pocket. You exited the train, looking around to find the silver-haired Guru. Unable to find him, you exited the platform and jumped onto the stairs. There you are. Don't fucking do that shit, bro. You say stepping away from Guru. Sorry. He raises one hand in its cool gesture. You scare easy, huh? No, but you should be fucking breathing down my neck. Alright, gangster. Let's go. He turned around, and you walked slightly behind him. You couldn't help watching his round ass move in the sweats. It should almost be a crime to have that much ass just out there. You could just stare at it all day. Even though you definitely shouldn't. You avoided your eyes, trying to pretend to be interested in your surroundings. It's been a while since you've been here, especially so late at night. Noticing you were walking towards J City Central Park. Are we headed towards the park? Yeah, you got it. He turned around with a bright smile. Also, feel free to look. Um, look at what? My cheeks. He said, shaking his rump from side to side as he walked. I wasn't. Don't lie. I can see the reflection in the forest. Your face felt scorching hot. I know. I'm double geeked up. The deadpan look you gave him made even you laugh. And so what if I was? What? Honestly, like, I just cannot with you anymore. Garu put his hand on his chin with an exaggerated hmm. And then proceeded to stretch in the middle of the street, stretching from side to side, and then began to bend, only to pop his booty back. Oh, oh my god, you did not. Oh my god, uh, I cannot, I cannot with this anymore. <laughs> you walk in front of him, pretending you didn't see him. Don't you like that I'm about to attempt my seduction? You walk even faster with a grin on your face. Mm, I don't even know you. <laughs> I can't. You say walking and laughing. J City Park was just around the corner. Go to meet your pace and begins to hold your hand, guiding you to the side entrance. You walk through the grass and past the trees, into the hill's path. You walk up as he holds your hand the whole time, slightly dragging you along. He veers you off the main path. A sheet and a couple of bags sat comfortably in a clearing. Yeah. I thought we could have a little bit of a picnic though. Nothing crazy, just spend some time together. And you can see the signs very clearly from here. Well, that's kind of cute, Ethan, as you sat down. 
He sat right next to you and the cool breeze flew through Goro's hair, making you stare as the night sky bathed him in a glorious silver lighting. You removed your backpack and took out your hair dye. Come here, Goro. And he scooches over to you and he grabs a handful of his hair, placing it into a small bun on top of his head. There you go. You look just as handsome as ever. He says, turning his head on his shoulders to look. <laughs> yeah, you are handsome. His face blushed pink, making you look away with some kind of blushing. He leaned back onto you, his back to your chest, and you place your arms around him, both of you staying there in silence for a while until you can feel his stomach begin to growl. Yeah. He passes you food, and you both eat and chat. Then he rests his head on top of your lap as he spoke about your day and he elaborated on his ideology. It was interesting to you and it made better sense with his background. The environment and the sciences, they're all part of the ecological system and they're important to humans. But the saddest idea was how humans create monsters from the people that they vilify that often do have good intentions that can often lead to different conversations on ethics and where and when they were applicable. Even though you were fully invested in the conversation, your body couldn't help but to yawn. We should start heading home unless you want to stop at mine and get some rest there. You didn't reply immediately, your thoughts running left and right with reasons to go and not to go. Look at me. Says. You look down and meet his eyes. Look. I wouldn't do anything to you when you tell me to. You can go ahead and stab me with that knife you have in your pocket. <laughs> Even if you did, I don't think I would fight it. You rolled your eyes. I'm serious. He sits up rising from your lap his ace only a few inches from yours I won't fight you of course you won't because you know I actually can't win <laughs> you're right how about you just give me a chance but if you say don't want you it's fine I'll be sad but I still owe you a favor and I'm not gonna be mad you thought about it what if you did say it was fine I mean, he was a villain, no matter how nice he was to you personally. Could you live with that? Would he hurt you by accident? Alright. Can you protect me? Will you be the one to hurt me? His shoulders went limp in the moment. His head touched the ground as he bowed at your feet. I would never, of my own volition, hurt you. And if you ever want to walk away, I won't stop you. I promise. Look, I really want to trust you. Then let me prove it. He gently presses his forehead against yours, his large hands caressing at your thighs. Two fingers digging into your pocket, and he moves slightly away, his hands now in a fist, placing his arm right towards you, the slight glint of metal. On his other hand, he slices through his left arm, horizontally cutting 
as he begins to bleed. <gasps> what the hell are you doing? You yell immediately and he smiles at you. Grabbing your bag, you rummage through it. Finding some old cartoon band-aids and some alcohol wipes, you hand them over to him, demanding that he use them. Now never do that again. I don't understand. How could you act so fucking stupidly? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry, I just wanted to prove my point. Well, that's not how you go about it. What the fuck, man? You really got hurt. Like, you know you cannot afford me to put you back together again. Like, you're aware of this, right? His eyes flash with gold, and his smile widens, extending his arms to hold your hand. I will be more than careful, but... Have you thought about it? What, about you being a fucking idiot? You say, patching him up. No, come on with me. We don't, we don't have to do anything that you don't want to. Uh, fine. But do not expect anything. And if you snore, I swear to God, it's the last thing I fucking need. I will kick your fucking ass. Awesome, let's go. He doesn't waste a minute, getting up, folding the sheet, and taking everything with him in the basket. Uh, what in the flying fuck am I gonna do with him? I don't even know him, and he doesn't even know me. What the fuck? And yet, logic scrolled around your head like a tornado, with only one way to go. <laughs>